and welcome to 31 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says... I never know how to react when a grown man does the Carlton in front of me. <laughs> nice. I want to get into this, but I, you know, I, I feel like we should just before we delve any further, let's, let's get into the big announcement that we teased last week. What do you think? Sure, go ahead. Let the cat out of the bag, as they as they say. So, like I said last week, we were talking about you know expanding the brand, using that that catchphrase, if you will. Um, so. One of the things I thought that would be a great idea, because <laughs> I, I think it has a, a great crossover appeal, um, is I talked to the guys, uh, the Nerd Corner here in White Oak, mm-hmm. about recording a show there once a month. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be partnering with them. Uh, they, they they are a, a, basically a game store. You know, they, they sell um, video games, board games, uh, computers. You know, they, they, they build gaming computers. They provide PC services. Uh, they are fixing my PSP for me. You know, yeah. They, 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 they do a lot of different things. This is a great place. And I feel like there's a lot of crossover appeal between us and them. And more importantly, our listeners in the Pittsburgh area can come to their store, but also the people who already visit their store may be able to become, a, a, you know, familiar with us and give us a listen. Right. So um, I think this is an awesome opportunity for us. I, so once a month, we are going to be recording um, at, at their place and in their store while they're open. It's not a live show. Right. I want to say that. Like, it's not, it's not like we're, it's not like we're going to be, you know, Say with speakers and, and shit like that. I mean, we're just going to be recording the show. Or we're doing it there. So you can come in. Our first show there will be September 25th at 5 p.m. Okay. That's a month from now. I, I felt comfortable. Well, and then from there, we'll, we'll, we'll schedule with them. You know, uh, mostly I, I, I think, you know, it's like I told the, the, the guy there, you know, you have a life. You you you're a busy man. You have you have children. You have you have things you have to take care of. Yeah. I got nothing, you know. So I got I got to work around you, which is fine. But I feel like you know. So we'll be doing it once a month. Uh, the next time we're in there. So first time we'll be in there will be September 25th, and then from there we'll we'll make arrangements when the next episode will be recorded there, and kind of go from there. And I think this is going to be a great arrangement. Um, they're 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 very friendly i was there today i was in there for a half hour talking star wars with the the guy great it's just a great place and i think it's going to be a great opportunity for us especially uh but for them also so um the big announcement i will make with that as well is if you do come into the store and you mention us you get 10 percent off your bill there you go that sounds like a plus that's there's a plus. It's a big plus. So, you know, if you're if you're looking for some Dungeons and Dragons stuff, if you're looking for 
um, older video games that they had. Uh, I was looking at them. I mean, they had PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, um, GameCube, you know, a bunch of the Nintendo Wii. Uh, so if, if you're into stuff like that, like older older consoles and stuff, uh, plus, you know, tabletop games, role-playing games, all this stuff, they're, they're very interested in it. Um, they've got a wide inventory of stuff. It's always worth coming in. And like I told the guy, like, you know, I've been in here a few times, and the place is constantly evolving. It's constantly yeah, changing, yeah. you know. And they were talking about, we're going to set you up back there. We're going to get a nice little setup for you. I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. We don't need much room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll keep it compact. So it's, I think it's, it's going to be great. So, um, again, that's the nerd corner. Um, I'll have more information, like address and stuff like that, because I'm sure people are going to be interested in it. Uh, like, you know, at least I hope so. At least I hope people, like, you know, I'm not expecting a big crowd, but maybe two or three people show up. I'm sure Thad will come in and baba booey us or something. Right. You know, um, but you know, I, I guess it's an exciting deal. So the nerd corner on Lincoln Highway in in White Oak, Pennsylvania, um, that's where we're going to be, and um, it is a I think a great opportunity for us. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I look forward to going down in there, setting up and doing our thing. I mean, you were just in there. You said like, we were just talking about it. You were just in there, so you you know. I mean, it's a it's a pretty neat little store with a yeah. lot of different services that they have to offer. Like I said, I mean, they're they're fixing my PSP for me. Uh, the only thing, <laughs> the, only, the only problem has been, you know, um, with that they had to order the parts for it. You know, so I'm right. just waiting for the parts to come in. Um, they were supposed to be there today, but you know, I'm held hostage by the mail. But, you know, the guy said, like, as soon as they're in, I'll have it done. I'll, I'll let you know, and I'll have it done in an hour. I'm like, awesome. But, you know, I'm in no hurry to get it fixed, but still. It's awesome. Yeah, I think he does custom PC work, too, right? Gaming he does. PCs. Yeah, like, they, they build they build gaming PCs there. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they'll they'll build you a PC if that's what you want them to do. I mean, I'm not quite sure. You, know, you have to talk to them about pricing and whatnot, but... Yeah, I mean they they, they they offer a ton of services. I mean the the main guy I talked to like he he said like he he has an IT background, um, so like a lot of the stuff that he wants to offer is IT based, but also like just offering IT services. You know, there, there's you can throw a rock and hit a place, I guess. So they're trying to diversify what they do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, so we're offering these IT services on top of all this other stuff that we have to offer as well. Yeah, yeah, I like the place. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very cool, and I, I'm, I'm comfortable having a partnership with them. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, it was like one of those things where like I'm looking for something else to like, like expand our our horizons, expand the brand. Right, right. And, uh, like when I was in there last week, it was just like, this is a no fucking brainer. I we should be in here. We should yeah. be doing something in this space. You know, and it's right here in our backyard. Right. You know, like how, how much how much more do I of a sign do I need? You know. Right. Right. And that's I I kind of like asked them like right then I hadn't talked to you, and I told them like look and they're like right away they're like we love this idea. I'm like, okay great like I didn't have to twist your arm I didn't have to pitch anything. Like I'm like no I love it I love it this is a great idea, 
And I'm like, okay, I just need to talk to Ian. Because, yeah. again, like, I want to run it past you because you're you're a busy person. I mean, you know, and for you to take two hours in the middle of your day, you know, is a big deal. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I always appreciate you could take two hours at the end of your day, you know. Right. So, but to take two hours in the middle of your day when, like, you know, you do stuff, you know. Whereas with me, it's like, you know, what am I doing in the middle of the day? I'm, you know, watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> the, uh, no, I, I went in the place. I felt like I was right at home. I felt like I was in my house. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a pretty comfortable vibe. Yeah. So, that was funny because, like, like, last Saturday, you had sent me that text message, like, you can't record today. Going to the game. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But after I talked to them, like, I'm like, this can't wait till Sunday. I got to talk to Ian now. Yeah. That's how hyped I was about it. Yeah, right, right. Like, yeah, like when, on that Saturday, I called you, like, two in the afternoon because I was so hyped about this idea. Like, I got to run it past them now. I got I got to talk to him about it, you know, because this is how geeked I am about this idea. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm ready to record. Yeah. So, so there you go. The partnership, Pittsburgh Nerd, Nerd Corner. Coming together. It will. Yeah. It will be great. And I hope you'll come on. I hope if you if you're if you're a listener who's in the Pittsburgh area, I, I hope you'll you'll come on. Maybe not to the first one, maybe one of the future ones, but I, I hope you'll stop in just to say hello. Um right. you know, and, and check out the store. I know I know I mean, you know, it's not easy for everybody. I you know. Thad lives out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, Stork is other side of town. But you know, I certainly hope you'll you'll take the time to stop in and say hello. Yeah, it'd be cool. Plus, save yourself, plus save yourself ten percent on something. Maybe you'll find something you're like, hey, I really would love to play this game, or you know, save yourself ten percent. Yeah, for sure. Faux show. <laughs> How you been, buddy? What you been up to other than skulking in my my neighborhood without without saying hello? <laughs> right. Um, good. Uh, this week's going to be a rough week, but um, got to do some overnights. Yeah, those are but, the worst. Uh, yeah, but you know, oh, pretty well. I I don't think I've watched anything this week. I've been working late. I put like twenty hours of overtime in. Yeah, I I actually watched this week Ted Lasso. Okay. It, it's on Apple TV. Uh-huh. So, um, this show is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like I don't say that lightly. Like this is, this show has no right working whatsoever. The concept of the show is is just irresponsible. Like you would say to yourself. This shouldn't work. There's there's right. no chance this is gonna work. But not as it work, but it works flawlessly. Yeah. And the concept of the show is Ted Lasso is 
a Division II college football coach mm-hmm. who won the Division II national championship at Wichita State or Jackson's. I can't remember. The, it, you know, I think it was Wichita State is what the, the college they, they said it was. And he's hired to be a Premier League soccer coach in, in Europe. Yeah. In London. Okay. And it's like, okay. Well, yeah, then you find out the basic premise of season one is it's major league. Okay. The, o- the owner of the team, she divorced her husband, who, who was a, apparently a, a cheating womanizer. Mm-hmm. She gets she gets the the team in the settlement, and she decides because it's the only thing in the world he loves is his his football team. She's going to run into the ground. Okay. And this is her way of getting revenge on her ex husband. And one of the ways she's going to do that is to hire a coach who would know nothing about soccer. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> instead. You know, Ted relies on team building techniques and, you know, he's building the team. He's building morale. He's building their character, making them better people. And hence, they become better players. And along the way, his influence is rubbing off on her. And like his influence, the character of Ted Lasso, which is played by Jason Sudeikis, is like so sugary, sweet, nice. Again, it shouldn't fucking work, but it does. Yeah, it worked so well, and the characters were the the woman who plays the owner is fantastic, and <clears throat> Roy Kent, the guy who plays Roy Kent, like he and he's like the grizzled veteran, you know, he's got he's got like the 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 three days the the, the continuous three day stubble like the black beard, and he's a yeah like a fucking wanker, you know, he's got like that like deep like British thing going, and you're just like. This is fucking amazing. This, this, how does this shit work? But it does. It, it, like, I can't describe it. It is an amazing show that just knocks it out of the park. I can't recommend it enough. Hmm. Like, if you have Apple TV, you're probably already watching it. If you don't have Apple TV, I mean, there are some other things on there I want to watch. Like, I want to watch C. I want to watch uh, the morning show. And I think next month. Uh, or maybe it's October, I can't remember, um, is the debut of Foundation, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's ba- it's based off the, the novels, the short stories by Isaac Asimov. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is something that, like, I'm very much looking forward to. So I, I'm, very, I'm very intrigued to watch all this other stuff. But the first thing I watched was Ted Lasso, just because other everybody's talking about it right now because it's in the middle of its second season. And... There have been times where I've, like, you know, had tears in my eyes. There have been times where I've laughed my ass off. There have been times where, you know, you're you're just like, wow. You know, I mean, it, it, this show just fucking works. I guess the only way I can describe it, 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 it has no right in the world to be as good as it is. But I'll be damned if it's not one of the best th- things on TV right now. Right, right. You know. Hmm. Can't recommend it enough. And it's a uh, how many uh, uh, first season? How many episodes? 
first season was 10 episodes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was a. That was a. Uh, I started watching that, and that was about it. <laughs> you binge it, I guess. Yeah, each episode is only like a half hour. Okay, that's good. Yeah, like between a half hour and forty minutes. I, mean, right. I watched some other stuff. I mean, I watched um the uh, the making of the Mandalorian. Uh. They did like a whole thing about. Doing Luke, and at the on the final episode, uh-huh. and uh, like the technical aspect of stuff was like kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, but what I think was more interesting was hearing John Favreau and and um, Dave Filoni talk about their feelings about having Luke Skywalker on the set. Oh, really? Like, and like Favreau was like, you know, it was cool. It was like, it's, there's there's Mark Hamill, you know, and he's like, and then roll, rolling through the door is R2-D2. He's like, and that's when I lost it. See, <laughs> I, had to, I had to walk away and cry. I don't know why I felt that way, but it hit something inside of me, very deep inside of me. Like seeing R2-D2 next to Mark Hamill just brought me to tears. Huh. You know, and like, and Filoni's like that Star Wars. It, 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 it for each of us, there's some. It, it hits something in our soul. And like, I mean, again, I can listen to Dave Filoni talk about Star Wars for for days on end. But mm-hmm. like, you know, like he just because he like he gets it more than anybody. But Favreau definitely gets it as well. Like, like it was like so interesting just to hear those two talk about it. Like, I, right. I could, you know that. that like my dream guest, if we were to ever have a dream guest, would be Dave Filoni because he's a Pittsburgh guy. All right. You know, uh, so not only is it like, is he like the the next in line to George Lucas in my opinion, but he's also a guy from Pittsburgh. And like, it's like funny, like he's doing this on set interview and he's wearing a like this like jacket like this winter jacket but underneath it he's got a tristan jari t-shirt on uh, does he yeah like he loves the penguins like i i i think he's a steeler fan but like he's like a huge hockey guy apparently yeah, yeah. like everything i see him in like you know it's always about the penguins i mean you know he had he did a whole thing like a, a drawing of like uh the the penguins winning the cup with porgs Oh, really? Or loath cats. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like, like, you know, he's like a big, big penguins guy. He's a big hockey guy. And uh, so it's always interesting, like, to see, like, you know, he's sitting there. Here's Dave Filoni, and he's talking about Star Wars about in, like, the most serious tone possible, but he's wearing a a Tristan Jari (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah, and I'm just like, my boy, there. Yeah. Keeping it hometown proud. That's right, babe. Yeah. So, so that was interesting. Like, I mean, and that's about a half hour, forty minutes, somewhere in that range. Um, like, like I said, like the technical aspects of what they did was interesting. But even like hearing Hamill talk about like, you know, putting on the black costume again and 
you know, like it came to his house and they let him read the script and, you know, he even got to hold a, a Groku and he was just like, you know, man, it, I'm in, you know. Not real. Yeah. There's like film of him, like, you know, like in his backyard, like in the black costume, just, nice. like, hold, holding a Groku, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you got me, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why I wouldn't do it. Well, I, I think, like, their concern was, and I think especially after Mark Hamill's remarks about how Ryan Johnson treated the character. Yeah. Like, they wanted to be respectful, and they wanted his approval. You know what I mean? Before, like, saying, like, yeah, you're you're doing this. You know, like, you they wanted right. his approval. Like, this is how we should handle this character, right? Right. And Mark Hamill's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's pretty exciting that the Favreau is involved. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, absolutely. Favreau involvement is key to a lot of things, I think. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, let's face facts. John Favreau is responsible for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. He directed the first Iron Man. He set the tone. You know, he, he created the blueprint. He was supposed to be Joss Whedon. He was supposed to direct the first Avengers movie. Right. He was supposed to be the, the master guide that takes us through this. And after <laughs> Iron Man 2, for whatever reason, he decided he wanted to step away. Mm. But, I mean, facts are facts. I mean, you know, we wouldn't have 20-plus movies without, you know, John Favreau really paving the way and showing how these should be done. Right, right. It's so, just the ha- yeah, so to have that guy who is going to be the mastermind now, like, all, almost to the point like, where he may be the mastermind behind Star Wars now. You know, him and F- Dave Filoni. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the, and they work so well together is the thing. Like, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure Filoni's there, but like, you can tell, like, Favreau leans on Filoni for a lot of information because he knows, you know, where <laughs> what learning he tree that he, he yeah. sat under, you know. Yeah. So, I think the whole thing's fascinating. I think they work well together. I think the two of those guys should just be like, you know, you know, Kathleen Kennedy should should be the head of Lucasfilm, as far as like the 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 head. But like she like these two guys should be running Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty clear, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I I could feel <laughs> your excitement all the way over here in, in my house on Tuesday when the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer dropped. Oh, man. That was some good stuff. Wasn't it, though? 
Oh, man. That was a good teaser trailer. Yeah, it, it told you nothing and it told you a lot. Like, it's like very interesting. It's like. Mm. Like, I hear a lot of conspiracy theories. Like, I'm going to start right now. Like, I just. Like, the conspiracy theories, that's not Stephen Strange. Well, for my money, the Stephen Strange that I've seen on the on the, the movie screen thus far, he's arrogant enough to do this. Right. Like, I think Steve, that Stephen Strange is, is still a bit of a dick. And still a bit of a dick enough to think, I, sure, I could I could change time. <laughs> right. I don't need the eye, eye of Agamendo. You know. Right. So, like, I'm or gonna, or he has another, or there's another agenda behind it. I can go with that more so than I can go with it not being strange. Well, I mean, with like, makes the, sense. Well, with the multiverse fracturing, right? Like, it just makes sense that the the you know Wanda's cracked the 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 multiverse. Loki has clearly cracked the multiverse. You know, let's let Stephen Strange put the final nail in that coffin. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it makes more sense to me. Like I just think Steve Stephen Strange, like the, the cinematic Stephen Strange, is is still arrogant enough to think that he could pull that off without consequences. Right. You know, and lo and behold, there's consequences. Right, right. But even before that, like the stuff between Pete and MJ, like the whole thing about, you know, him, you know, this is being Spider-Man and everything. That was just a nice setup. Like when he's like, I I just don't want to go down there. Let's just stay here. Right, right. It's crazy down there. I don't want to be down there. You know, I feel for the kid. Yeah, you do. You know, you know, he's hurt. Yeah. And he's being questioned by, you know, the law. I I think. I think that hairy arm with the sleeve rolled up. I think that was uh, our good friend Charlie Cox. Yeah, but I don't understand why Charlie Cox would be slamming his fist down in front of Pete. That's the only thing I don't get. The aggression there. I don't know. Well, you know, we'll have to see. That arm does look. It's, yeah. <laughs> unless he's talking to somebody else. Yeah, which is always a possibility. Right. But. Well, but then yeah. you have the. I I found and I don't know if people look into this or not, but they they showed what's his name in in getting grilled too. Um. Oh, Ned. Ned. Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting storyline if they chose to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Ned well, being Hobgoblin. Right? I think my as memory serves that that's correct. Ned is the Hobgoblin? Pretty sure. Let me look it up. Good. Keep going. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I, I mean, I thought Hobgoblin was a uh, Nah, let me look it up. Okay. Hold on, I'll tell you in one second. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I, I thought like, I mean, you know, seeing the, the pumpkin bomb getting dropped. I, I, and you know, I mean, you get to the end, you get Doc Ock with, you know, hello, Peter. Oh, man. Oh. Love that moment. Huh? Yeah, I, I love know. that moment. You know. I mean, people were bitching. They're like, well, we didn't see any of the other Spider-Men, and we didn't see this, that, or, you know, there's a lot of speculation about shit. And, like, I don't want to see all of that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with what I saw. You know? Right. I... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see the whole freaking story develop. No. Um, but the pieces that I saw were pretty freaking interesting. Um, yeah. The fact that the six are coming alive is yeah. piques my interest beyond words. Um, and it's not like, I mean, you have to look for it, but you don't have to look too hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You see the lightning, you see yeah. the rise of the sand. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, lizard yeah. is there. Hobgoblin. Now, to what aspect these villains are coming into play, I don't know. Um, Michael Keaton, right, is supposed to be in this. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then Scorpions in jail. Whether they choose to go that route. And then you have um, Shocker as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on here. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and there is a ton of villains. And the whole reason they're doing this is for Mysterio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not for Mysterio, but right. the root of it. So Mysterio is involved as well. So, I mean, like, you have the pack. I mean, all you need now really is freaking, well, in... And, and, in theory, Venom can be part of this as well, which I don't right. think he's going to be. But, um, but I mean, fuck, I mean, you're going down this path of all these Spider-Man villains in this place. I mean, who else do you need to bring in but the Kingpin? I mean, you're not going to, but what I'm saying is, right. like, they've opened this window up uh, to where now... You know, it's almost access to, um, it's access to Daredevil, Jones, Luke Cage, well, um, Iron Fist. Well, I mean, those are, te- technically, you know. technically, they were already in the, they're in that same universe. Yeah, I, I know, but so remember, the, the, the multiverse doesn't need to be open for them to show up. No, they were already there. Right. No, I know that. It's just but, introducing them to the, these characters, and correct. especially like, like more, I mean, more importantly, like, I, even if you wanted to reboot the others, I'm fine with that. But Charlie Cox is Daredevil, and Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin need to be in the cinematic universe. I agree. You know, I think they're the strongest of the bunch. I mean, yeah. Jessica Jones is pretty good too. Right, I'll agree with but, you there. But I mean, of, of the of those four characters. It's got to be Charlie. I mean, it's Cox's Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Right. You know, I'll even give you Baron Thal as Punisher in this universe. Right. You know, like, I mean, so, I mean, like, 
it, it's just it's it's one of those things like um like is this whole highway scene like one thing like is this where because there's a fracture in the multiverse this is like the epicenter of that and this is where these villains rise out of but also you know mcguire spider-man garfield spider-man charlie cox shows up as daredevil stephen strange shows up and they have this epic fight on this highway to try to repair the damage that's been done right and then you know is she coming i i don't know i mean like like i mean there's also reports that you know emma stone's been cast in this you know so are you doing a spider gwen I know, unbelievable. Like if Emma Stone shows up as Spider Gwen, I'm I'm probably <laughs> right. a moment. I just hope the story's good. <laughs> Cause I mean there's just I mean I that's the only thing that worries me is like I don't know how they're gonna root the story because each one of these villains it's like making a Legion of Doom movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Except but from different dimensions. Correct. And and like the characters themselves, um, you know, the characters themselves are, I mean, you can probably not have to go into a storyline about Sandman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Electro was done enough, but I mean, Doc Ock's a pretty intricate character. So is, so is Vulture in a sense, but you kind of touched on him. I don't know. There's just a lot of things that, I, I mean, I want to see all of them for like three hours, yeah. but I'm not going to. I mean, it's probably I don't know who it's gonna. I mean, it's of course it's centered on Spider-Man, but who's who's like you know like who's heading all this up? Is it Ock? I, I just I've got a feeling. Like, I've got a feeling like this this highway scene is going to be like the, a 20 minute big ass fight where the multiverse is fractured and that's the epicenter. Right. And this, is what, this is what comes crawling out of that. You know? Right. Whether yeah, I'm right I, or wrong, I don't know. Clearly. But like I, I just have a feeling the story, ha- like there's more to the story than what they're telling us. And I just have a feeling, like, it, you know, you're right. I, I need a th- another three-hour movie with Alfred Merlina as Doc Ock. I need that in my life. Because oh, he was I, so good in Spider-Man 2. Like, Spider-Man 2 is still, like, in my top five, maybe my top two superhero movies of all time, behind only The Dark Knight. Right. You know, so, I mean, like, it, it, this is a, this is, like, his portrayal of that character was so on target and, you know, and it was so well done by Sam Raimi with the, the arms and how they were puppeteered and when they went to CGI and when they, they used real, I mean, so much good shit came out of that movie. And like, you're right. Like that character, that particular character, I just would love to see explored even more. I just don't think we're going to, I think we're going to get a 20 minute fight sequence and they're all going to be put back in the bottle. Yeah, or or are they? I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. You but know the bottle's I mean? the multiverse. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. just have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, because I guess the baddies that are coming out of this multiverse would be Doc Ock and Goblin. Lizard. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. trying to see the guys. Michael Keaton's already in this universe. Right. But part you're of talking, it. You're talking. Okay. Doc Ock and Goblin are from the Maguire-verse. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Right. They can actually be from any verse. Right, but but Doc, but Doc, this is the, the this is the Tommy McGuire version of Doc Ock. <laughs> right. I mean, Sandman would would be the you know again from the Tommy McGuire verse. Mm-hmm. Electro would be Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Now, I mean, the question becomes like, okay, like did they score Dane DeHaan to do a Green Goblin, or are they going with Tommy McGuire's Green Goblin? I think it'd be easier to do Toby Maguire's Green Goblin and just do like a a Willem Dafoe voiceover because yeah, he's in that shitty helmet. But, yeah, I don't know how you do the Dafoe thing. That's where it kind of gets tricky, right? But well, yeah, but it's the multi. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you explain Doc Ock coming back? I mean, technically he died in the Toby Maguire movie. Or did now what I could say is whatever was taking like whatever was taking place in the water like 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 what he got pulled into maybe that becomes the rip in the multiverse that sends him to wire yeah i mean there there, i mean that that's the play on it but i i guess just there's too many It opens up too many questions because of the multiverse aspect of this and what Strange has done to time and space do, right. you know, with this spell. <laughs> right. You know, and like it, it's I'm at the point like where like I don't I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to see another trailer. I don't need to see another trailer. I've seen enough. I'm I'm hooked. You know. Right. You, you've shown me enough. I'm, I, I want to be surprised by everything else. Right. Like, I don't want to see promotional material with the Sinister Six. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I agree. Not until after the movie comes out. Right. Getting back to Ned. <laughs> yeah. Real quick. I'm just going to read this. Right. Okay. Ed Ned Lee's fictional carrier appearing in American comic books published Marvel. Supporting character in stories featuring the superhero Spider-Man, he has been a reporter for the Daily Bugle and husband to Betty Brant. So, wow, um, now this is in the comics, first appearing in 1964. Um, uh, Bob Goblin. So, I mean, that's their play. You know, in this verse. But does Ned turn? You know, I, I don't know. Through all the shit that Peter's taking him through. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like I said, it, it looks exciting. I, I There's so many things that, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, 
I'm actually interested, and a weird part of it, I'm interested in the whole, um, I'm, I'm interested in the whole, um, as weird as it sounds, I'm interested in the mechanical web shooters versus the natural web shooting of McGuire. Yeah. I mean, of, yeah, to yeah, McGuire. McGuire. Yeah. Yeah. Like the natural web shooters versus mechanical ones that were made. You know, I find it all interesting, so. I think I find it even more interesting that they're going to be talking to each other. I find that interesting. I, yeah. I, I like because I like that in the spider in in the Spider Verse cartoon. Yeah. The only thing I didn't really care for in that was the Spider Pig or whatever. It just didn't yeah. fit for me. Um, but spider listen, Ham. Spider Ham. Yeah, and then. Yeah. The Nick, well, who was that? Nicholas Cage who played him. Who who played him? I can't remember who played him. Like, Nicholas Cage was the noir Spider-Man. Yeah, noir. I just I wasn't into that either. I'm good with Morales. I, I'm good if they bring back the three. I'm good with just those. Yeah. Yeah, because Spider the pig kind of is that fourth wall character, yeah. which doesn't have really a place here. Right. I mean, in a, in a cartoon, it does. It does, and, but not not. But I, I think like you're going to get the three that we know. Mm. You know, so you have Holland, Garfield, and McGuire, and I, 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 you know, I would not be shocked if I get Spider Gwen. Oh my god! It'll be neat to see. Um. It'll be neat to see the reaction from Garfield. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm like really looking forward to that reaction. Because you remember, has- I'm, I'm the one that, like I love Garfield. I love the Garfield. Yeah, I know character. you do. Um. So, and I love that whole, um, that whole relationship between the two of them. Yeah. Like it was just so strained and in parts and yeah. beautiful. I mean, it was really, I thought it was, I thought that part was written very well. The dynamic between the two of them trying to live their lives. You know what I mean? With this massive weight on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I like that. But to see her in that Gwen suit, dude. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, and just just her. But I mean, she's a great actress, and like, like she captured that she she captured that character like perfectly to me. Yeah, you know, it was just so good. So, no, I agree. Like, I think she's like as much as I dislike Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Mm. Yeah, I think she was a shining light in in those movies. And I thought their relationship, particularly in the second movie, because he's trying to honor the wishes of Captain Stacy. Right, right. To not involve her. Right. You know, but he can't help himself. Yeah, he loves her. Yeah. Like, I think that's really well done. I think it is, too. And like I said, that... 
that backbreak goes down in cinematic history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, something I did watch real quick, the same, same type of thing, but I watched Guardians 2 again. Okay. It's been a while since I watched Guardians 2. Yeah. And um, I fucking break down every time at the end scene. But, um, but it's like, he's not your daddy. It's that moment in Spider-Man for me. That backbreak, that loss, that just, yeah. just, it's just a cinematic wonder to me. I mean, when he goes flying back up and yeah. just beats the shit out of Goblin. Yeah. You know. Like that darkness that, that you know, you're just like, oh, yes, yes, you know. But I, I don't think we'll see Venom in this. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I certainly hope not. I mean, they got every other villain, but I don't think Venom will make an appearance in this. And probably shouldn't. No. I mean, I love Venom, but... I like the character. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like that. Yeah. But I, it's just, it's too, I think if you brought him in, I think it would be absolutely way too much. Yeah. There's just too much there. Yeah, there's too much going on. <laughs> yeah, wait. So. That's why I'm the saying, other, like, I don't, I don't think, like, I, Go ahead. I don't, I don't feel like. <clears throat> the focus of this movie is going to be on these villains that we're seeing coming on. Like, I, I just, I feel like they're going to be like a one shot fight and they're done. Cause there's, I think there's something else afoot. Like, like, yeah, it's like having that many villains would just be like so much bloat, you know, like I feel like there's going to be one mastermind behind everything. And these and guys that- kind of, you know, is that mastermind Mephisto? I, I don't know the answer. To that. <laughs> you 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 said it, not me. <laughs> you know. No, I know, but I mean, like, but you, like, you, you can't point. help but think that. Like, like my thinking is like, all these villains coming out, there's they're you know, all kind of showing up on the highway. That's going to be the big fight sequence, that, and that ends those villains though. Like they get put back in the multiverse bottle. There's something bigger afoot, and yes, like. I hate to be that guy, but yeah, it could be Mephisto. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, on speculation, I mean, like there have been so many Easter eggs on Mephisto throughout this whole fucking process through Marvel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and now we're getting to a point, even in this last trailer where they have that picture of Parker and it says the devil in disguise. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there's just a lot of Easter eggs toward Mephisto, and, and if they don't do it, I'm cool with that. Whatever. Yeah, right. But if they do it's do just, it, I'm cool with it. I am. Like, I'm. I'm on the fence. You know what I mean? Like, I, I either way, I, I'm good. I'm not going to be disappointed, you know, or outraged if it if it's not if he doesn't come out. You know what I mean? But at the same point, I mean, you know, they've been kind of leading us in this direction, so we'll see. Right. Like it's that thing of like it's funny like his name has become such a a dog whistle for Marvel fans at this point. Like, like hardcore comic book fans are so desperate to see Mephisto on the screen. 
Right, right, right. That, that you know, like any little thing that they think is an inkling to, you know, it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Yeah, I, it's I just, Mephisto. I mean, you know, I'm just throwing the facts together on what we're right. seeing as far as Easter eggs. Right, I agree with you. Like, I mean, and like, I'm at a point where like, I'm looking at this and I'm like saying to myself, man, six villains from three different, you know, versions of the multiverse seems like a lot to carry, like for a film it to be, does. you know, carrying the backup. I can't see that happening, but man, I can see there being one puppet master that the whole thing. And that one puppet master's name is Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And I mean, if you had asked me if you, what Marvel what Marvel villain do you want to see on screen, I want to see Doctor Doom. I yeah. mean, I want to see Doom and Doom, like Doom, like yeah. Thanos. You know what I mean? Like Doom, the all powerful. You know what I mean? That's the Doom that I want to see. Right. Um, I mean, if you're gonna ask me what villain, I mean, sure, I would love for Mephisto. It makes sense for Mephisto to come in. You know. But if you ask me any villain I want, right. I could tell you right now. I'm gonna it's, see Dr. It's, just, it's like it's it's but like based upon like the direction that Marvel's now going and where you know we've already seen the cracks in the multiverse to the point that Leo you know, Loki broke it wide open. Right. Um like like you said, like you know, all through WandaVision, as we were watching it several times, you were like, Well, that was a Mephisto Easter egg. I think it's Mephisto. I think, I, you know, I think she's our Agatha Harkness, but I think Mephisto is behind everything. You mm. know, and we may find out he still is, you know. He may right. have been the one who sent Agatha Harkness to to Wanda. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you have to think to yourself, too, but at the same time, why didn't we bring King the Conqueror? Well, because... Cause I you're dealing with two different aspects of it. I, I think, like... Mephisto is going to get, going to be dealing with the mystical side of this break in the multiverse where Kang is you know the space and time side. Interesting. That, you know what I mean? Like Mephisto is taking advantage of a situation where he's feeling the multi, you know the the multiverse breaking apart. Right. Where Kang, I, I feel like, is going to be like the science behind the multiverse, you know, and his his choice to conquer it, you know, so to speak. So I, I, think it's, I think it's two different ways of dealing with the same thing. And like, you know, which may lead us to like, you know, Mephisto may be the main villain in. You know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Could be. You know, you know, I, I think I think Kang is Loki's problem. Like he may show up in a movie or two, but I feel like Kang is going. Like if you're if you're having a season two of Loki, it's going to be to deal with Kang. Right. You know. <laughs> so. Like, we may not see, like, you know, season two of Loki may not be for three or four years. Right. You know, brace for that, folks. But in the meantime, like, Mephisto is playing for, with this from from the, the the mystical side of it. You know, he's powerful enough to feel what's happened to the multiverse. 
feel what Strange has done, feel what Wanda has done, and now he's trying to take advantage of that. Right. How can he manipulate that to his own ends? Right, right. So it's just two, to me, it's just two different powerful characters dealing with the same, for lack of a better term, problem, but dealing with it in two very, very different ways. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It certainly will. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm still curious on what Chris Pine is going to uh, fucking do. I, I'm telling you. I, I know my thoughts. Those <laughs> are my thoughts. What were your thoughts? Reed Richards. You think Reed? Yeah. Because they already have someone for that. No, they don't. Oh. They, haven't cast, they haven't announced any cast for Fantastic Four. I thought, what's his name from... Um, what's John his name? John Krasinski? Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's been fantasy casting. The fantasy casting has been John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Nice. You know, that's been like... And Emily Blunt has come right out and said, like, I ain't doing it. Yeah. You know, um, I think Krasinski just may be busy enough between Jack Ryan and... You know, Quiet Place movies where he's not doing any. He, he's not able to he do would, it either. Right. Not that he wouldn't be a good stretch. I'm not. No, I, I I think he's a perfect choice. Like I do. Like if if you were to, like, there's a reason why he's been the fantasy casting. You know, much right. like Cumberbatch was for Doctor Strange. You know, Krasinski, John Krasinski's been the guy that everybody's been like. He's got to be Reed Richards. Gotta but Pine makes sense. I think Pine would fill that role completely. So do I. Um, you talk about a huge role, though. Yeah. I mean, I agree. No, no I, I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm just saying right. that that's a huge role to fill, and it's actually a really good actor to choose because it's not like you're not choosing Matty Damon to put in that role. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Or Brad Pitt. I mean, these these actors are bigger than movies themselves. You know what I mean? You're picking Pine to come in and do this role. I mean, I think he fits the bill. I think he's funny enough. You know what I mean? I think he can do the physical aspects. You know, mm-hmm. running. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. And he's not too old, but yet he's not too young. You know? Yeah. Put some gray on the side, boy. <laughs> oh, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I mean, the second I heard that they were talking to him, that was like my first guess. Is I mean, that's got to be for Reed Richards. Yeah, He's I would got it. They'd probably be talking about Reed Richards. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, it's not Surfer. I, I don't. It has it's, to be. It's, it's not Johnny Storm. Like, like out of all the stuff that's coming up. Like that's the it's one thing, yeah. I mean, but like for all the stuff that's coming up, like that's the one thing that like you haven't heard anything about as far as like casting. Like everything else is like, well, we already kind of know because it's a known property, or you know, because like Guardians or or Strange or you know, it's shit that we 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 know. This is the only thing that's coming up in the next few years where like they still haven't got the cast together, and. 
Chris Pine as Reed Richards makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Well, it has to. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I... I don't know, and I don't know how you're going to introduce the X-Men back in. I think I still a ways down the road. Oh, I agree. But I think you're going to get flashes. I think you're going to get mutants. Yeah, I think you can do that. I think, you know... I think that's coming. Yeah. I mean... I think they're. I think they're gonna. Th- I think they're gonna throw flashes of mutants and stuff like that in here, and use the term mutant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Right. Um. But you know they still got to get a Wolverine unless they at least leave Wolverine out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might just leave him out. What do you think? Think they should leave him out? I would not be bothered if they left him out. I just, I feel like. Well, he's crucial in so many storylines. It's not so much even (laughs) that. As much as it is. Next to Xavier. And even maybe even more than Wolverine is the like other than Deadpool, he's the most recognizable X Men. If I say X Men to my mother, she knows who Wolverine is. Yeah, right. right. You know what I mean? Like if I, you know, when you say X Men to somebody who is not a comic book fan, not a fan of comic book movies, they still kind of know who Wolverine is. He's that iconic. Right. Compared to most X Men. You know, I, I I'm sure there are comic book fans who are gonna you know there. What are you talking about? I'm talking about like the average person who doesn't know anything. Yeah, average Joe is gonna know yeah. Xavier and yeah. Wolverine. Maybe Cyclops. God, I hope Chris Pine isn't Cyclops. No, <laughs> I can't see that. He's he's too old for that role. But um, I mean, depending on when they do it, but um. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm I'm really interested. I'm excited for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like you know, Fox just ruined so many things that it's sort of like putting the band back together and doing it right. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I mean, they had such a wasted character with Havoc. I mean, how can you bring Havoc in? I mean, Havoc. Is, I mean. Havoc is a huge character. Yeah. And it's, it, it seems like anybody, anything they touched with the X-Men, just, uh, I just felt like they destroyed a lot of it. Yeah. Except, uh, what's his, I, uh, I mean, I thought all the casting was okay, but what's his name is, what's his name is, um, Sabretooth was really good. I forget his name. Oh yeah, um, I think I can't think of his name either. Man, he he, he was perfect. And yeah, Wolverine Origins, yeah. that guy, not not Taylor <laughs> Labane or whatever that dude's name was, the pro no. wrestler. No. Um, no, 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 no. What is his name? Man, whatever. Liv Shiber. Liv Shiber. Yeah, he was like 
God, was he a good fucking saber tooth. Yeah. Man, was that good. Anyway, all right, moving forward. So it looks good. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. All right. Moving on from that to uh, news that I can't quite wrap my head around. Okay. This week, Spencer Eldon, a name you don't know, but you've been seeing him for 30 years as a baby. Okay. (laughs) He is suing on grounds of child pornography. Spencer Eldon is the 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 name of the person who's who is as a baby was used on the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind album. Okay. And he states that the cover depicts Eldon on well, the cover depicts Eldon underwater in a swimming pool as a then infant with his genitalia exposed. The image has been generally understood as a statement of capitalism, as it is a digital imposition of a dollar bill on a fish hook that the baby appears to be enthusiastically swimming towards. Non-sexualized nude photos of infants are generally considered not considered child pornography under law. However, Robert Y. Lewis, Eldon's lawyer, offers an unusual interpretation of the image to argue that it crosses the line into child pornography writing that the inclusion of currency in the shot makes the baby appear like a sex worker. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, for those of you who who may be young, first off, thank you for listening to the show. We tend to skew much older. But there was a time where showing a naked baby on, like, television in movies as as part of a advertising campaign was never considered child pornography i mean if i can go all the way back to superman the movie you know where kel's ship crashes mon pa kenner you know they open the ship and there's baby kel you know, with little Kellel right there to be seen. <laughs> so, like, it's one of those things where, like, baby nudity, and you, you always see, like, on TV, you know, little kids and little bottoms hanging out and stuff. Like, like, baby nudity was never considered bad for some reason. Right, right. It's only recently, with the advent of the internet, that we've learned that there are these sick fucks out there you know and so we've had to change the rules on how we handle nudity even for for babies right but 1991 was still like part of that innocent time so like the kid like it was never considered like it was just part of the the fucking the album cover right you know <clears throat> Stays here. The defendants intentionally commercially marketed Spencer's child pornography and leveraged the shocking nature of his image to promote themselves and their music at his expense, reads the lawsuit, filed in the U.S. District Court's Central District of California. 
Defendants used child pornography depicting Spencer as an essential element of the record promotion scheme commonly utilized in the music industry to get attention, where an album covers posed children in a sexually provocative manner to gain notoriety, drive sales, and garner media attention and critical reviews. Like, never mind that Nirvana is considered, you know, one of the greatest bands of all time, and that, you know, that particular album change the the complete complexion of rock history as we know it no that that's it's the the kids willy on the cover that did that not not the genius of kurt cobain right right yeah <laughs> the cover art subject who like the nevermind album itself is now 30 is asking for at least a hundred and fifty thousand dollars from each of the defendants who includes surviving band members David Grohl, Chris Novacek, Courtney Love, the executive of Kurt Cobain's estate, Guy Oseri, Heather Perry, manager of Cobain's estate, photographer Kurt Weddle, art director Robert Fisher, and a number of existing or defunct record companies that released or distributed the album in the last three decades. Curiously, Nirvana's original drummer, Chad Channing, is also named as defendant who was part of the group at the time, who was not part of the group at the time. He, he had been replaced by Grohl in 1990 before the album was recorded or the cover photography even shot. Eldon has repeatedly recreated the pose as a teenager and adult diving in the pools to pose with his swimming trunks on on occasion of the album's 10th, 17th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries. However, in most of the interviews accompanying the, those photo shoots, he expressly he expressed deeply mixed feelings about the infamous being famous for Nevermind cover and whether he was exploited by it. Until now, despite his ongoing ambivalence about the photo's legacy, he hadn't described it as pornographic. Right. I don't see where this kid's got a chance in hell. <laughs> like I really don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't really quite. I. I don't. He doesn't like, actually. I don't see where it's gonna even gonna hold up. I, the only good that's come of this is like been some of the memes. Like I, I saw like one where Weird Al Yankovic was suing himself. For you know, because he did a, a, a takeoff on that cover, uh-huh. you know, and uh, my, my personal favorite was the the baby from Van Halen 1984 called the Nirvana baby a pussy, <laughs> right. you know. Like, it's just it's one of those things where, like, I, I, I just I don't think like, like the only thing you could say is. Well, I had no choice in the decision. Well, no, because you were like three months old and your parents made that decision for you who were your legal guardians. Right. You know. But. But then again, like, who knows? Like, I mean, this is this is California. It's. Yeah, I know we have some friends in California, but you know, sometimes California can 
can go can go a different way than the rest of the country thinks. And like I just I just I don't see how this could be considered, you know. Like the the whole the whole stance of like, well, it looks like he's a sex worker is like ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's a it's a statement on capitalism. Right. You know, I don't think you have to like be much of a a sociologist to figure that out. Right. You know, but uh, you just think this is somebody just wasting some time and money. Like some lawyer who thinks maybe just maybe I can hit the mother load on this. <laughs> right. It's not even that much money. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the exception of like the original drummer, right? Uh, you're probably looking. I, don't, I mean, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars from each person identified. And there were, and this is, you know, so you're probably looking at like, you know, maybe a, a when it's all said and done, one point five million. Yeah. And his like, cut is thirty percent. Yeah. I can see like Dave Grohl being like, like, I don't even want to deal with this. Here's 150k, go away. Yeah, you know, Courtney Cox will not give up a fucking cent. Right. You know, she is like, no, you are getting nothing. Right. You know, I worked hard to make sure I got this money. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think anything's gonna come about of it. Being quite honest with you, and I don't think yeah. it has. I don't think there's no ground. I mean, in essence, shouldn't the kid be suing his parents? I, I, That's I what I feel like you should be suing. Is like the like. If you want to get weird, huh? a, everybody had an idea for how this this album should be marketed. You know what what the cover is supposed to be. You know. That's fine. You, you, the per the people responsible are the people who are your parents. They're the ones who agreed to this. <laughs> right. And like more importantly, like I mean, I I can even get like okay, it's kind of a weird. It's not even like a weird thing. Like okay, when I was like, it's one thing to be like a child actor, and to be able to say like, oh yeah, I, I was on you know, Growing Pains for a season you know like oh yeah you're that kid i, I remember you this yeah. i mean you're unrecognizable 30 years later i couldn't pick that kid out of a lineup right you know? yeah there's no way you know so unless you bring it up to somebody like yeah i was the uh i'm the nirvana baby like nobody's gonna be like dude well that's why there's no defamation of character yeah. attached to this either so yeah, I mean, it's that weird thing of, of like, like, the only people you should be pissed at in this is it should be your parents. Because they're <laughs> the ones who signed, who signed the agreement to have you, to throw you in a pool and, you know, let them take pictures. Right, I want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. You know, and, like, and over the years, you've had your, you've recreated it, and you've been like, yeah, it's like a weird thing I'm known for, I guess. Like, well, not really. Nobody knows that. Unless right. you tell them. Yeah, you just they're just looking for money. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like it's like some lawyer who's like, you know, oh man, this could be the one that puts me over the hump. <laughs> right. You know. It's kind okay. of calm. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, so that's it. Cool. Anything you would like to add to proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good, man. Well, remember, there are a, um, well, I, I do want to say this. Um, I'm not going to get into it because we've disposed of the mailbag. It is no longer a part of the show, but Thad did write in. Um, he's not happy. <laughs> um, he will continue to write emails each and every week. Not only for me. But for the the other people who have subscribed to uh, being able to get Thad's email, and um, I, I will tell you now, if you want to get Thad's email, um, I can't remember. He had an email address for that, but he doesn't send it to me from that. I can't remember. Oh well. Thad, send me the email address, and I'll tell people how they can get your disgusting email each and every week if they that's what they want to do. How about that? As a compromise. Um, but yeah, he was he was not happy. Uh, he says he started watching Titans. He likes that series so far. Have you have you started watching Titans season three? Not yet. Oh, oh killing me! Killing me. Maybe tonight because I plan on staying up. Yeah, yeah, you got you got you got to. Um. Yeah, that's about it. That's uh, you also you also like the Eternals trailer and uh, Spider-Man trailer. Cool. And a bunch of other, you know, nonsense. But so if you do want to get Thad's email, if that's something that interests you, uh, let us know and we'll get that email address for you. I'll have it. Thad, please send it to me and I'll give it on air next week. And uh, as we used to say, may God <coughs> mercy on your soul. But um, if you'd like to get in contact with us without sending me dick pics, um, you can send us an email, and we'd be happy to hear from you. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. We won't read your email in the air, but you know, I'll touch on it. Uh, you can also um, find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. We're also on YouTube. Don't forget YouTube, where you can catch the vlog. And that YouTube channel is Pittsburgh Nerds. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Again, easy, easy to find. Um, the I'm revamping the the vlogging schedule. Um, we'll be posting vlogs on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Um, I found v- releasing a vlog on Monday, the same day we released an episode, seemed a bit heavy. Like, yeah. yeah. So... I feel Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays will be much better. Uh, so check that out. Lots of uh, good stuff I'm posting there. Expanding the brand, if you will. Yeah. Um, remember, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great stuff they have to offer 
And as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. And hopefully we will see you on September 25th, 5 p.m. Um, at the Nerd Corner in White Oak, Pennsylvania. We'll have more information as far as address and whatnot. And remember, while we're recording, if you show up and you mention the show, 10% discount on your merchandise. There you go. That's a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. All right. So there you go. Can't thank you enough. We appreciate it. Um, be a friend. Tell a friend. There you go. There you go. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.